Hello, this is Pastor Ed Hill, the host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm glad you joined us for this episode of This Week in the Word at dredhill.podbean.com. We are in a series entitled Truth for Tough Times. So we come today for the episode for Sunday, May 8th, 2022. Truth for Tough Times, Living Unashamed. That's the episode title today. Wait, Pastor Ed, Living Unashamed? It's too late. (laughs) I've already done or said too much. Hey, listen, I know what you mean. Haven't we all? But here's an idea today for you. Don't focus on what you have or haven't done, but on what you will do in the future. Timothy was a young pastor and associate of one of the smartest people in antiquity, known as Saul of Tarsus, who later became better known as the Apostle Paul. I believe he was fluent in four languages, an extremely intelligent person, and the Lord used him after he saved him to share the good news of Jesus Christ all over the Roman Empire. Well, Timothy was his helper. Timothy was still young or younger, probably in his 30s or maybe his 40s at the most, but Timothy was young, inexperienced, and he was entrusted with an impossible task. I mean, that's a triple deadly combination right there. If you're young, you feel like you just don't know what to do, and you're asked to do something that sounds virtually impossible. He was left to pastor the church in Ephesus, which is in modern-day Turkey now by another name, but he was left in Ephesus to pastor that very dynamic church that the Apostle Paul founded and pastored for three years. And Paul continued on his journeys, and Timothy was left in charge. Now, Timothy, in order to perform this task to his utmost abilities, he will need to learn that the impossible is him possible, as in with God, with Jesus, all things are possible. So have you learned that the impossible is still him possible? That's a great lesson to learn. And we have to learn that by experience. We can nod our head like we know that, but when we get in the middle of a situation, we have to learn experientially by going through that with him. Timothy will later, you know, when we're, when Paul is writing this and Timothy gets the letter, he will later follow in the courageous steps of his mentor, Paul, and his Savior, Jesus. What do you mean, Pastor Ed? I mean that he will stand for the truth and present the gospel of Christ and defend the flock to the point that his very life is taken from him. And you can research that yourself. Online, Timothy will define and defend the faith 
in a dangerous world. It was a world where if you stood for something, you immediately were unpopular. And this could have literally deadly consequences. You know, even in our day, it's already at the point. I mean, this is already true. As George Orwell predicted so many decades ago that in a society like in which we live right now, that speaking the truth is a revolutionary act. That's exactly where we are. And speaking Christian truth about Jesus is the ultimate revolutionary act. Well, this is what Timothy did in the Nero and Caesar-worshipping empire of Rome. But before all that's done, first, Timothy will need to have his fear swallowed up by his faith. Now, do you know what fear means? It's an acronym, (laughs) the way I'm using it. False evidence appearing real. I don't say that. Terrible things will happen. Well, it might. It might not. Well, don't say that. God can't rescue you. Uh, God can rescue me. Trust me on that one. So his fear needs to be swallowed up by his faith, and that's true of us too. False evidence appearing real is rejected. It's defeated. It's overcome when forsaking all. I trust him. That's an acronym for faith. When I commit my very ability to keep on staying alive to Jesus Christ, all fear is gone. And Timothy will get there. Now we're talking today about living unashamed. And we're going to break chapter one into two parts. And I'm not promising that we won't come come back to some of it next week. But we may finish this week. We'll just see. All right, living unashamed. Living unashamed is possible because Jesus has abolished death. Did you hear me? Jesus Christ has abolished death. So don't people still die? Sure, we die physically, but we cannot die spiritually and Jesus will one day resurrect our bodies if we die literally, physically, before he returns. That's exciting. Living unashamed because Jesus has abolished death. And we're going to see that in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. So here we go. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. So this is not Paul's idea. It was the Lord Jesus' idea to make Paul a hand-picked representative and ambassador for him. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Isn't that great? We have a promise, and you can bank on it, that we have Zoe. Now, that's not just bios, like I'm physically alive, This is life on a higher plane that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we've been given the promise of life. So when we think about the fact that somebody may threaten us, that I'll kill you, 
what are they going to do to you? Kill your body? Jesus is going to resurrect that again. You will never die in Christ. Amen. Verse 2, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son. So he wasn't literally his son, but he was like a son to the Apostle Paul, the son that he never had. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. He'll need all three of those, right? Just like we will. Verse 3. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. So if Timothy ever wondered, did anybody care about him or remember him? Paul did. And when Paul wrote this, he was in prison shortly to be executed. And yet Paul said, Timothy, I pray for you night and day. So he didn't just leave him back in Ephesus with this tremendous responsibility, but he supported him in prayer as well. Verse four, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. Maybe Paul remembered when they parted ways the last time and Paul ended up in in prison, on trial for his life. And really, the sentence was already passed. It just hadn't been carried out yet. And yet, he wanted to encourage this young pastor, Timothy. Paul is a great, great Christian through whom Jesus Christ lived. Amen? Verse 5, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. In other words, he's telling him here, Timothy, Timothy, you are a true blue, real believer. You have the real faith in Jesus in you. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. So there were probably people challenging Timothy's, uh, you know, spiritual standing. Well, you're not even a Christian or you're not a very good one. Well, Paul says he was a good one and he had the real faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse six, wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Now, we don't know exactly what Timothy's spiritual gift was, but if you think of a a fire burning in a hearth, when it dies down, it doesn't go out right away. There's embers there, and if you'll stir those around and maybe throw some more wood on the fire, it'll roar back to life again. And Paul says, listen, Timothy, you are gifted by God, and you stir up that gift of God, so it's full flame for Jesus. We need to do that too very often, don't we? Well, don't feel bad because Timothy had to do it, Paul had to do it, I have to do it, we all have to do that. Verse seven, now here's probably what the problem was. Timothy was um, probably a very sensitive person. And Maybe he struggled with being bold and confident. Well, listen to verse seven. 
Maybe you struggle with that. I struggle with that. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Do you know what God didn't give Timothy or me or you? A spirit of being afraid of fear. That's not what he put into our life and who he put into our life. Who is in our life? Jesus Christ by his spirit. And we have power, that's dynamis, that's dynamic power that is able to act and of love. That's the agape, the God kind of love that surpasses anything known on earth. It is a very sacrificial love and of a sound mind. This is sound thinking, self-control. We don't freak out in a panic when the devil and his crowd come against us. Do we notice it? Oh, yeah. But we don't shrink back in fear because God is actually in us, and he gives us power and his love, and he controls our thoughts and our heart. Amen. Verse 8, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Timothy may have struggled, and apparently he did, and we often struggle like, well, if I speak up for Jesus, what are people going to think? Who cares? Speak up for Jesus Christ anyway. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony, that is the witness of our Lord, you know, share about Jesus, nor of me his prisoner. See, Nero thought he had Paul in prison right where he wanted him. Actually, Paul said, oh no, I'm here because I'm the prisoner of Christ and I'm exactly where Jesus wants me to be right now. So the only way Nero could do anything to Paul is if the Lord allowed that. Do you see that? That's where you are if you're a believer in Christ. Nothing and no one, nobody, no movement, no group can come against you unless the Lord allows it. And if he allows it, it's for your own good and his glory. But you know, most of that the Lord shields us from because he's able to do it. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker. That means share in this, but be thou partaker of the afflictions. That is the suffering. Pastor Ed, I didn't sign up to suffer. Oh, yes, you did. It's just that whoever led you to the Lord didn't tell you that part. <laughs> but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Same word, that dynamic, dynamic power of God that is able to get things done and to act. He lives in you to make this happen. You're not doing it in your own power. Get over yourself. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Verse 9, who has saved us? Listen, since I got saved, nothing else really matters. Amen. People can talk about me if they want. They can hit me if they want. Bullets can even fly in my direction. I wasn't shot at literally, directly a week or so ago, but I was in an area where there was, was gunplay um, by crazy people. Somebody was actually killed, and a couple of rounds hit my vehicle. Now, I wasn't in it, but I was about 50 
feet away from it. You know what? I think personally, and I don't mean this in the wrong way, but I'm just saying I do what the Lord empowers me to do for the cause of Christ through this podcast. I share Jesus with others. And I think whatever was going on on a human level and the craziness there and the demonic activity, uh, Satan and the demons may have said, let's get a twofer while we're doing this. Let's kill this guy and stop this week in the word. Well, God protected me. It didn't work. So why? Because Not because of me. Get that. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with an holy calling. See, God has us serving him. He called us. And if he's not done with us, nothing can happen to us. When he is, who wants to stay here? <laughs> and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us, I didn't earn it, it was given to me, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. I can't even fathom that. Before God created everything, he had it all figured out. Hey, why don't you just quit stressing and start faithing? Why don't I do that more? Amen? We should all do that. Verse 10. But is now what his purpose and grace, uh, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest, it's revealed, it's shown, it's demonstrated by the appearing, the, the appearance, the revelation of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen to this. Who hath abolished death? Well, what does it say in the Greek, Pastor Ed? It says abolish death. <laughs> he has rendered death completely powerless over us and has brought life, that Zoe again, not just by us, but Zoe, a better life, and has brought life and immortality. That is, we can't die. And has brought life and immortality to light. He's, he's shown it. So we see it now through the gospel. Amen. Listen, just like we said when we started these verses right here, living unashamed, I'm going to do that because Jesus has abolished death. Does it, has it sunk in on you yet that even if somebody kills the body, they can't kill you and Jesus can resurrect your body because he resurrected, he completely destroyed and shredded death. Amen. Now, you know, Timothy perhaps felt afraid, but I think he also felt alone and attacked. And as I say today, situation normal, like we are today, living unashamed because Jesus is able to deliver. That's why we can be living unashamed. Look in chapter 2, or rather uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Let's look at Verses 11 to 18 as we close. See, I said we close because research shows that when a preacher says that, people are good for 10 more minutes, but I am almost done. <laughs> Verse 11, whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. That is his primary ministry now is to the non-Jewish people who eagerly uh, many of them received the good news of Jesus. 
Verse 12, for the which cause, what? That what he just said, that he's he was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause, I also suffer these things. Same idea. He's suffering in order to be true to his calling. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. So he's telling Timothy he doesn't have to be ashamed. And Paul says, I'm not. Basically, look at me, follow my example. The Lord's doing it in me, he'll do it in you too. For I know, watch this, I know whom I have believed. It's not what you believe, it's whom you believed. For I know whom I have believed. Who would that be? That would be Jesus Christ who conquered death, right? For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able. That dynamic power again. That he is able to keep, that is to guard, to to keep safe to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Well, what had Paul committed to him, Pastor Ed? His very soul, that even if he dies physically in carrying out his instructions from the Lord Jesus Christ, oh well, to be absent from the body, what? Is to be present with the Lord. And because I never die and my body will be resurrected, but it will be given immortality, a body, and trust me, I'm excited about this, a body that is so great that will never die, get sick or old or have pain or sickness or illness or disease or tiredness. Honestly, I can't wait. I mean, if, and I mean this truly, if God said, (laughs) today's your last day, you're coming home tonight, sign me up. If it's my time, I am ready in Jesus. Amen. So Paul says, "I'm, I'm not ashamed. I know whom I believe. He is able. He is able. Living unashamed is possible because Jesus is able to deliver. He can get me body mind, heart, and soul, and spirit into heaven. Amen? He can do this. There's no question about that. Listen, verse 13. Let's go to that. Hold fast. This is what Timothy's got to do as the pastor teacher among the elder body at the church in Ephesus. Hold fast. Hang on too tightly. If you've ever ridden a motorcycle and you weren't the driver, you know what I mean. The driver says, hang on. (laughs) You better be hanging on, right? Hold fast the form of sound words. That's healthy teaching. Sound doctrine. What is that? That's the, the Bible, the scripture of God. Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me. That is, Timothy had been taught by Paul, right? Which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost, 
That's the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus himself living in us, which dwelleth in us. You know, Paul, at this point in his life, in the Mamertine dungeon, where he will be very soon beheaded, and his body probably pushed into the Tiber River, which ran beneath the, still runs beneath the Mamertine prison, this cold, wet dungeon. Paul might have felt like a 1960s radio DJ, and the hits just keep on coming. Because watch what he says. Watch this. Verse 15. Now listen, I know what you're thinking right now. Well, if I live that way, I mean, I have to not ever feel any, oh, no, 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 you've got it all wrong. You can live like we've just described in the power of God. And when someone betrays you, you'll feel it. Trust me, you will. But it won't be the same as living in defeat. Amen? Look at verse 15 and 2 Timothy 1. This thou knowest, that all they which are in Asia, that is Asia Minor, where Turkey was located, that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me. How is that possible? I cannot even explain this. But that's what Paul says that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phagellus and Hermogenes. Now, we don't know who they were. I'm guessing maybe they were professing Christians, maybe even leaders in the church at Ephesus or, or other churches in Asia Minor. I, I don't know. We, don't, we just don't know who they were. Whoever they were, when they turned away from Paul, They didn't want to be associated with him. Why? Because this guy is going to be beheaded by Nero. And um, he's hurting our social credit. So if we hang with him, something could happen to us. Are you getting a picture? Of whom are Phagellus and Hermogenes. They were among those who had turned their backs on the Apostle Paul. Verse 16. I don't know about this guy we're about to read about, if he did that or, or hadn't done it or, or he was in, in trouble himself. I don't know. Verse 15, this thou knowest, uh, excuse me, verse 16, the Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, He sought me out very diligently and found me. That that is when Paul was in prison awaiting his death. The Lord, watch, and was not ashamed of my chain, but when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. Amen. Listen, the two reasons we can live unashamed are these. Let me remind you, because Jesus has abolished death and because Jesus is able to deliver. Even if somebody says, if you don't shut up about Jesus, 
or you don't go along with the government program or whatever, we'll kill you. Okay. I mean, it may even hurt, but it's okay. Because we die once and will be resurrected, but we live, we cannot die physically. I mean, spiritually, though we may die physically, but our body is going to be resurrected and be transformed into an immortal body like the Lord's. All I see is victory. Amen. How about you? How about you? Listen, many of you are relying completely on Jesus and living unashamed for him. But many of you need to start relying completely on Jesus and living unashamed for him. I'm going to give you a phone number. I'm going to say it twice. 877-247-2426. 877-247-2426. Call that number. Someone will help you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and you can begin to live unashamed for him. Listen, remember Romans 3, 23, for all is sin that comes short of the glory of God. But never forget Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And remember Romans 10, verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you for listening to this episode of This Week in the Word today at dredhill.podmean.com. Like this episode, follow the podcast, and you'll hear every time we post an episode. And share it with someone today. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.